It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? The state of the D-backs, who hot and who's not after the month of August. Did Zach Gallen lose his Cy Young? And five things the D-backs need to do to improve their playoff chances down the stretch. Discussing that and so much more on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CareerThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked On dying back to your first listen every day i would not be able to do this podcast without you my loyal listeners sharing subscribing reviewing doing all that so i could do this podcast for you thank you it's free and available on all platforms so please continue to tell your friends one of those platforms is youtube so please hit subscribe to the locked on diamondbacks youtube channel and today's episode is brought to you by sleeper swing for the fences on sleeper picks and you can win up to a hundred times your money Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Now let's talk about the state of the D-backs and a little bit of who's hot and who's not after the month of August because the D-backs had a great game one victory over the Colorado Rockies. The D-backs won game one four to two. They're now four games above 500 and are sitting in that wild card spot. And the D-backs, they've been interesting over their last 10 games because they beat this Rockies team, right? They took it to the Padres, but they got swept by the LA Dodgers, then lost two out of three to the Baltimore Orioles. So they lost five out of six, another bad stretch for the D-backs in the second half of the season where they were really bad for a while. Then they got hot, you know, for a little bit against teams like the Padres, and then they got bad again against the Dodgers and Orioles. But against the Colorado, against the Colorado Rockies, this is a series for the D-backs to get back on track and really cement themselves in this NL wildcard race. Because even though the D-backs did lose five of six, what's nice about this NL wildcard race is no one is really pulling themselves away from the rest of the pack, at least for that third wild card spot, because as it currently stands, I got the wild card standings right here. The Phillies have the number one spot with a five and a half game lead over the playoff field. Next is the Chicago Cubs with a three game lead. And then you got the D-backs who currently own the third wild card spot, but they're three games behind the Cubs and they were tied with the Cincinnati Reds in terms of winning percentage, but there's some weird stuff going on. That's why the D-backs are ahead of the Reds in the standings, despite the Reds owning the tiebreaker. But 
You look at that third wild card spot, the D-backs currently own it, but the Reds are tied with the winning percentage. Marlins are a half game back, and then the Giants are one game back. So it's still super thick and muddled in the middle of that NL wild card race. And for the D-backs, this series against the Colorado Rockies is huge for them to get back on track. In game two, you're going to have Brandon Fott against Kyle Freeland. And Fott, in the month of August, I wouldn't say he's. I'm going to put him under either hot or not because I wouldn't say he was phenomenal or terrible in the month of August. But if I had to lean in a certain direction, I would say his arrow, his arrow, his arrow, arrow. Why did I say it like that? His arrow, not arrow. His arrow is pointing upwards because Brandon fought in the month of August was solid. He was. Better than decent. He was he had a 4.01 ERA in the month of August across 33 innings pitch, a 2.28 average allowed, a 1.19 whip. Like he was solid in the month of August. 34 strikeouts and 33 innings pitch, and only four home runs allowed, which is the best part of that. So Brandon Fott's going to be going in Game Two. He's been solid in the month of August. He's been trending upward with the arrow, like I just said. So you'd like to see that. Then in game three, you're going to have Chris Flexen versus Zach Davies. And in that five or six stretch, the only win was the Zach Davies start where he pitched a gem. So the D-backs next two games are not going to have Merrill Kelly or Zach Allen because Merrill Kelly pitched a gem in game one. Unfortunately, he left with cramp injuries, going to have to work on that hydration or potassium situation for Merrill Kelly. But I do feel for him because I was in San Diego this past weekend for Labor Day. I was on the beach Sunday playing spike ball with the homies and then all of a sudden running I was running down a ball, grabbed the back of my leg, and immediately went down to the sand because I caught a Charlie horse, and I could not run anymore, and my day was done. So I definitely understand the cramps, Merrill Kelly. But the D-backs will have an opportunity the next two games were fought and Zach Davies on the mound. And then I really want to look at who's hot and who's not after the month of August because the D-backs are going to need some of these players to get going Um for the rest of the season because the D-backs don't have the easiest schedule. This is why this series against the Rockies is so important because after the Rockies, it gets tough again because you got the Chicago Cubs who, like I just said, three games on the D-backs in the wildcard race, crucial series. Then you play the Mets who, not good this season, but still loaded with talent. Then you play the Cubs again after that. So two of your next three series are against the Cubs. And then after the Cubs, you play the Giants. So three of your next four series are teams directly in that wildcard race. And there's not going to be really any give me's, you know, in these next four series, because even though the Mets are bad, they still got loaded payroll with a ton of talent. So I don't want to sleep on the Mets. That's why this series against the Colorado Rockies is so important. I do think it's borderline crucial that the D-backs get the sweep. It's not mandatory because um, all these teams in the wildcard race, I don't think any of them is going to get, you know, go on a uh, on a 10 game winning streak but it would be very nice to see the D-backs sweep the Colorado Rockies and to do that you're going to need some of these players to keep doing what they're doing and some of these players to pick it up because when you look at the month of August, some of the best players for the D-backs, Gabriel Moreno, 977 OPS, 327 average in the month of August. Christian Walker, 898 OPS, 302 average in the month of August. And then Lourdes Gurriel, 845 OPS in the month of August. Those are definitely the three best D-backs players from an offensive standpoint. But when you look at the players who are cold, Ketel Marte needs to get it going. 179 average, 601 OPS in the month of August. And we need to just stop playing the Nick Ahmeds and the Jace Petersons of the world. Both of them below a 600 OPS both of them like a 190 batting average combined. Like those two dudes are not doing 
anything for the D-backs in this lineup right now. Then we look at the pitching. In the month of August, well, we're going to be talking about Zach Allen a little bit later, but Merrill Kelly... He's got 357 ERA in the month of August. Solid. Brandon Fott, 401 ERA in the month of August. But the guys who have actually been good, Slay Kakoni, 257. Kevin Ginkle, 277 ERA in the month of August. Even Bryce Jarvis, 375 ERA in the month of August. You can trust those dudes. The dudes you can't trust this past month. McGuff, 5.4 ERA. Miguel Castro, 10.45. Mansply, 6.97. Seawald's at a 4.66. Cal Nelson's at a 47. Oh, even Ryan Nelson, he's at an 18 flat. Like, this D-backs team desperately needs this bullpen to pick it up. As we've been saying, the relievers have been so bad post-All-Star break, and I don't know why. When you look at the D-backs starting rotation in the month of August, they had a four-era flat. So the rotation in the month of August was very good for the D-backs this past month. There was a lot of starts where the D-backs went six or seven strong innings. Maybe a Merrill Kelly left early with the cramps. But then you look at the flip side, the bullpen, yeah, they improved because in July, their ERA was 604, but in the month of August, 561. So you can say at least it improved. At least it took a step in the right direction. But still, that is absolutely terrible. So bullpen desperately needs to pick it up just a little bit, as we've discussed before. Cal Nelson, Kevin Ginkle, Paul Seawall feels like the perfect one, two, three combo in the back end of the bullpen to close it up. So the D-backs desperately need some of these relievers to step up. And offensively as a team, like I mentioned Guriel, Walker, and um, who's the other guy? Moreno have all been good this month. But as a team, the D-backs offense was not very good in the month of August. They were 10th in OPS as a team. You look at average, they were 9th in average, and this is in the National League in the month of August. And then run scored, they scored the 12th most runs in the month of August. Teams like the Colorado Rockies and the Washington Nationals scored more runs than the D-backs in the month of August. And from a pitching perspective, Team ERA in the month of August for the National League was 11th, 4-6-4. So the D-backs on both sides of the ball, offense needs to pick it up. You had a few dudes who were really hot in the month of August, but guys like Ketel Marte have to get going. We have to see less of the Jays Petersons of the world. And then from a pitching perspective, the rotation has been really good, but definitely need the bullpen to step it up a little bit more because right now, when you look at the wild card race, the D-backs are in the middle of it. They own that third wild card spot, and with no one really running away with it this is the d-backs opportunity starting against the colorado rockies to hopefully go on a run this final month and coming up i'm going to be talking about five things the d-backs need to do to improve their playoff chances down the stretch but before we get there i first want to talk to you guys about neutrophil because let me get my ad overlay for the youtube audience you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Go to Nutrafol.com men to take their health wellness quiz identify causes of your thinning hair and neutrophil will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness and it works in a clinical study 84 percent of men 
showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol's men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMOB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals Healthcare professionals recommended Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code locked on MOB. That's Nutrafol.com slash men promo code locked on MOB. Now let's get back into the Locked on Dimebacks podcast and discuss five things the D-backs need to do to improve their playoff chances. And these are just things I came up with randomly on my own. I tried to do stuff that was a little bit more under the radar and maybe a little less obvious. Some of these things are going to be pretty obvious, but still things that the D-backs need to do down the stretch. And the first thing that I want to talk about, which is super obvious, but sometimes Tori Lovello forgets this as we see it in his lineups, but just play your best players it's not even like hard analysis it's not incredible insight it's something every manager and gm should do just play your best players you ever play fantasy football basketball you know baseball it don't really matter what the sport is but you got a guy like right like you look at the cowboys the last couple years you got tony pollard on your team but every time you watch the cowboys offense you're watching zeke elliott in three yards in a cloud of dust and then Tony Pollard comes in for his 30, you know, his 30% of touches a game, and it feels like every time he touches the ball, he's the best running back in the league. Sometimes fantasy players know who the best players are, and GMs and coaches do not. And it's crazy, but sometimes you have to remind your managers, play your best players. And this is what Tori Lovello forgets sometimes because Nick Ahmed. I love the guy, right? He's one of the longest tenured players in D-backs franchise history. He's at the top of the leaderboard for games played and a whole bunch of random D-back stats. But guess what? Nick Ahmed is not going to be a memorable baseball player in the lore of the sport. He's not even going to be in the Hall of Fame, and he shouldn't be in the D-backs Hall of Fame. Nick Ahmed has always been a replacement level player, if not if you think he's better than that, it's just because of his defensive upside. And in the fact that he's in his mid-30s, defense still very good, but he offers absolutely no value of offense. There's a lot of players that I could find that could give me what Nick Ahmed does, like a Angleton Simmons, a Jose Iglesias. If you just need someone with a fat glove, a super clean defensive wizard that can't do anything for you at the plate, you can find those guys on the open market. Nick Ame cannot do anything for you in your lineup. He needs to be put on the bench and not see the lineup the rest of the season, but Toy Lovello is never going to do that because Nick Ahmed is just too much of a veteran and a clubhouse guy. Also, can we see the best players stacked at the top of the lineup? I don't want to see a Jace Peterson batting six. I don't mind when we put Perdomo ninth because he does seem to be better when he's ninth. But let's get more Moreno at the top of the lineup, right? I don't mind when we put Alec Thomas fifth when he's playing really well. Let's get the guys like Longoria with some pop near the top of the lineup. Like, I want the best players to be at the top. I need the Nick Ahmed, the Manny Rivera's, no Paven Smiths. 
sixth or seventh in your lineup. Like all those kind of guys need to be at the bottom. It needs to be the Morenos, the Gurriels, the Longorias. Like those are the guys that should be five, six, seven in your lineup, not the other dudes who I just mentioned. And also, just overall, more Moreno. I know he's a catcher. You can't play him every day. Jose Herrera's guy come in sometimes, but let's make that as you know as few as possible down the stretch. Um, final, you know, thirty or whatever games left in the season. Going to need Moreno to step up and be huge because in the month of August, like I laid down the first segment, Moreno was the best D backs was the best D backs offensive player in the month of August. With the way he could do also defensively, throwing out guys need more Moreno in the lineup. Number two, Paul Seawald needs to close down that ninth inning. We saw in this game against the Colorado Rockies, he gave up an earned run in the ninth. We've seen him go on stretches with the D-backs where he's been absolutely shut down, where he can just feels like, you know, it feels like he can nail down seven straight saves for the D-backs in the back end of the bullpen. I think so far for Arizona, he has been good, but the ERA tells you 4-2-2. He has had a couple blown saves. He has had a couple opportunities where he does give up runs in the ninth inning. And considering what the alternative has been the last you know few seasons it has been awful I love what I've seen from Paul Seawall compared to what I used to see from the other relievers in the past but Seawall needs to be a little bit cleaner needs to be a little bit better I'm going to put a lot of pressure on his shoulders a big workload for Seawall because the closer role has been so bad and the expectations are going to be super high for Seawall to get the job done but we kind of need him to do if the D-backs enter any games in this final month with a one-run lead, a two-run lead, a three-run lead, Paul Seawald is getting the save opportunity. I'm going to need him to shut down. I can't see another blown save for the rest of the season. I think Paul Seawald, with the kind of passion and spirit he pitches with, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think he's a big game kind of pitcher. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see a, like, a scoreless streak from Paul Seawald in the final month of the season. How about this, Will? Uh, how about this one? Um... Can someone on the left side of the infield please step up for the D-backs? I just mentioned how bad Nick Ahmed is. I don't think he's going to be the guy, but the D-backs do have someone on the left side of the infield who we did see make it to the All-Star team this season who has been crucial at time to the run-scoring part of this D-back squad throughout various parts of the season. That is Geraldo Perdomo, who's still on the season a 366 OBP, 758 OPS, 267 average. Like the numbers still aren't bad for Perdomo. 109 OPS plus, a 2.7 war. Like Perdomo is still a very solid player over his last eight games, started 12 games total, 292 average. You'll take that, Perdomo. In the first half of the season, when he did make the all-star team, 271 average, 787 OPS. He's dropped off a little bit in the second half, but not a big time. I think really where Perdomo's probably fallen off in the second half of the season is coming through with runners in scoring position because in the first half, he was just so clutch in that area and still on the season, 346 average, 1044 OPS with uh, runners in scoring position on the season. So if we could get Perdomo, for some reason when he bats ninth, he just seems to be better than when he bats in any other position. The numbers don't exactly bear that out because they also love him batting eighth but on the season when he's batting ninth 239 average 762 ops which is just fine but considering what perdomo could do with the runners in scoring position i don't mind him batting ninth if he can pick it up 
um, down the stretch and at least get opportunities with runners in scoring position in that number nine hole, and then you're able to set up the rest of the lineup. I like Perdomo a lot. You also got a guy like Evan Longoria, playoff veteran. I've seen him as a Red Sox fan rip the heart out from me before when he hit that home run the final game of the season to send the Rays to the playoffs. I think he's probably a big game player as well. End of the season, I think he'll be great in these high pressurized moments. Would love to see a little bit more, a little bit more Longoria or even Emmanuel Rivera. You know, I mean, he has stretches where he can get very hot. He was very hot for the first couple months of this D back season. Obviously, it doesn't offer a ton of power, but at least a guy that could be just a pure hitter and just get some base hits. I wouldn't mind that as well. Or you go into the minor league tank and maybe you could find someone because talking with uh, Lindsey Crosby of Lockdown MLB Prospects last week. He said Ivan Melendez, Ivan Melendez and Devison Dolas Santos, two guys in double A that could come up and play third base right now for the D-backs and provide some pop. So I need someone to pop on that left side of the infield uh, coming down the stretch for the D-backs if they really want to make a playoff push. Now, I got a couple more things that I want the D-backs to do down the stretch of the season. I want to discuss if Zach Allen lost his Cy Young Award. But before we get there, I first need to talk to you guys about this little app that I, that I used this past weekend because football season is upon us. That means fantasy football season is here. And one of the best apps and platforms to use is the Sleeper app because the M the MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance for 100 times cash payout on your daily fantasy baseball picks. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less stats for these stars based on what you want to do, like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more. You could get up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right. You can win big. I use Sleeper not for the daily picks, but for the fantasy purposes, purposes because I just drafted my Dynasty Football League on there just this past weekend, and I think I'm really set up. Cooper Cup is already hurt, but I still got Tyree Kill. I got Deontay Johnson. I got Debo, Chris Godwin. I also have Jonathan Taylor on that team as well. But it's a dynasty league, and there's not a better yeah, there's not a better fancy uh, football platform for dynasty than Sleeper. So use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And please, please, please download the Sleeper app and play a little fancy football and make some picks to win some money. Let's get back to this Lockdown Dynamax podcast. I'm recording this late Labor Day. I'm starting to fade a little bit here. I feel like my speech is starting to go. So let's wrap up this final segment strong. Let's talk about my last couple of things I want the D-backs to do down the final stretch of the season to make that playoff push. Next thing is Brandon Fott needs to show us why he's the next coming, the next second coming, I want to say, because Brandon Fott, of course, highly touted prospect, had one of the highest strikeout totals we've ever seen from a minor leaguer in like a decade, and like I said, in the month of August, 401 ERA, Brandon Fott has been pitching better down the stretch, and I want to see Brandon Fott not just continue to pitch better, but I want to see Brandon Fott pitch like he's been in the league for a decade. I want Brandon Fott, after struggling so much, you know, 
to start those first eight starts of the season, right? Because Brendan fought um, to start his professional career was giving up a lot of home runs and not exactly pitching too deep into these ball games as well. Because you look at his first few starts, seven earned runs, six earned runs, one earned run, then three, then five, then six. And during that time, home runs, home runs, home runs, home runs. But if you look at Brendan fought recently in the month of August, this is what he did. Seven, in, seven innings, one earned run, then 4.24 earned runs, 5.23 earned runs, 7-0, 5.1, two earned runs, and then four innings, five earned runs. So a couple of elite starts, a couple stingers, and then like a meh start in there. So for Brendan Fott, we've seen him in the month of August be you know, twirl a gem. And then we've also seen the lows where it's like, okay, maybe this guy is still working through those rookie growing pains. I want to see more of those pitching into the sixth, pitching into the seventh type starts from Brandon Fott. I want to show him, show us why he was considered a highly touted prospect. I think he has the talent. And considering these are big games, these are high pressurized games. These are the games that tell you the makeup of these players and the kind of character these players have because these are borderline playoff level atmosphere um games and every game is so crucial every loss feels like the end of the world every win feels like you're going to lock in a playoff berth so for the Brandon Fots of the world for all these young guys really we want them to step up maybe I should just make this a whole young guy segment because I think we're really going to see down this final month of the season which of these players are the guys that can step up in these big moments and which are the guys that kind of shrink in these big moments. And maybe it's not even the young guys that we should look at because a guy like Zach Gallon, who's been in the league for a few years, we haven't seen him in the playoffs, right? So we want to know what his playoff makeup is, a Ketel Marte. So really for this whole roster, we're going to see who's going to step up and who's going to shrink in this final month of the season. But really, Brendan Fott is going to be the guy that I'm looking at most during these final couple weeks. And then the final point that I want to make that I want to see the D-backs do is can someone from the minors please bring some magic to the MLB level? I think the D-backs need another catalyst, another spark plug that could just ignite this whole team down the stretch. You know, like what Ellie De La Cruz was for the Cincinnati Reds or Corbin Carroll was last season for the D-backs. Or at the beginning of this season, this year for the D-backs. I want to see the D-backs just drop someone in that could be a catalyst, right? We've seen Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson at the end of last season do it. We've seen Corbin Carroll at the end of last season do it. I mean, Slade Kakoni in the middle of this season kind of did it. Like, sometimes the D-backs... Or Jake McCarthy at the end of last season. Like, who's going to be the D-backs minor leaguer that they call up that could just get hot down the stretch and really play a crucial part? It could even be someone that we've seen, like a Jake McCarthy, who had just been putting on a show every day in Reno. Maybe it's someone like Jordan Lawler. Maybe it's the guys, like I mentioned before, the Melendezes and the Los Santos of the world. I just want to see the D-backs make a call up down the stretch of a minor leaguer that can hopefully bring some magic to the major league level. And then... That wraps up the five things I want to discuss on whether uh, uh, that discuss that wraps up the five things I want to discuss on what the D backs should do down the stretch to improve their playoff chances. But one thing that I did write down and then wiped away was Zach Gallen needs to play like Merrill Kelly this season or needs to pitch like Zach Gallen last year because I want to ask the question. 
Did Zach Allen lose to Cy Young with how he's pitched in his last two outings? Because Zach Allen uh, recently has not looked good, right? If you look at Zach Allen's last two starts, 5.1 innings pitch, 5 earned runs, 5.1 innings pitch, 6 earned runs. So 11 earned runs over his last two starts. And if you look at FanDuel right now, they have him fourth in Cy Young voting. So it's a real question. Did Zach Allen lose the Cy Young award with his last two starts? And I think as it currently stands, he is no longer the favorite. He is no longer even, I mean, Corn FanDuel top three, but I don't think his stake in the race is done. I mean, according to FanDuel, he's like plus 3,000 now, but I don't think his stake in the race is done. He's no longer the front runner when we look at the stats because, uh, you know, a few starts ago, even just two starts ago, right? You looked at the stats, Zach Allen's pretty much top three to five in every major statistical category, but now it's really just strikeouts and innings pitch, and I think that's still the best path for Zach Allen to win the Cy Young Award is that workload. Way more innings than anyone else, than the Striders or the Snells or the Steels. Strikeouts, Strider's going to lead it, but he could still be second or third if you're Zach Gallon. The command is still going to be there. Still going to have a decent amount of wins, but I think you're borderline going to have to be perfect down the stretch if you're Zach Allen because Blake Snell is going to have the ERA title and be second in wins. Justin Steele is going to be like second in ERA and lead the league in wins, and then Spencer Strider is going to be like top. Th- uh, he's going. Spencer Strider is going to lead strikeouts by far and might finish with a better ERA than Zach Allen. So Gallon definitely needs to get on his high horse. If this was last year, Zach Allen. I don't think it's even a contest. I think Zach Allen probably runs away with this Cy Young Award. That's why it's so disappointing this season because no one has exactly run away with it. There's no Sandy Alcantara this year. Zach Allen has been the front runner for most of the season, and now all of a sudden he's fumbling down the stretch. He's fumbling the Cy Young Award trophy. I'm very sad and upset about it, but I will take the constellation prize of D-backs making the postseason and Zach Allen putting on a show in the playoffs. That's the only constellation prize I will accept because if Zach Allen sucks down the stretch and the D-backs miss the playoffs, guess what? I will not be a very happy camper. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. Don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on the hometown broadcast when you download the Sirius XM app and search up Diamondbacks. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Doses. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.